0: This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, T.J. Reeves. Well, heartbreak, Buccaneer fans, as the L.A. Rams come into Raymond James Stadium and in the defending Super Bowl champions' bid for a repeat with a dramatic 30-27 wild win in the divisional round of the playoffs on Sunday. And my goodness, it came to a screeching halt, did it not on the foot of a former Buccaneer kicker, Matt Gaze. Field goal with no time left. Puts L.A. into the NFC title game instead of our Buccaneers. And it is the end here for the Bucs for this season, despite everything that was accomplished. And there was a lot that we'll go over uh, probably a couple more times here before this podcast is all said and done. A lot accomplished, but it all comes to an end with the Rams and their victory. So welcome in one more time here on Nothing But Bucks for the 2021 season. I am merely the somewhat capable host. I am coming to you in the aftermath of the L.A. victory after a few hours to digest it and even watching the craziness at the time I'm taping this of the Sunday night AFC divisional game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got to be honest with you, uh, in terms of drama and craziness and gut punch, Etc. I mean, for the Buccaneers to have come back from 24 points down to tie the game and yet not be able to get it into overtime at home and get gut punched like that by the L.A. Rams, it's hard to fathom that that could be topped. But for the Buffalo Bills to score not one but two touchdowns in the final minutes, converting fourth downs, getting two-point conversions, great leaping catches, Josh Allen playing out of his mind for Buffalo – and then to have their hearts ripped out by Patrick Mahomes, able to drive the Chiefs into field goal range and kick the field goal with no time left. In 13 seconds, they got into field goal range. Then then they, in overtime, take the toss, and without the Bills touching the ball, they march right down the field, and Mahomes puts them in the end zone. That might have been a bigger gut punch. What a crazy weekend in the divisional playoffs. That sees the season in for the Bucks, but uh, likewise it ended for the Tennessee Titans at home, the Green Bay Packers at home on Sunday night, it ends for the Bucks at home, and the Chiefs, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, almost made it all four home teams that would have lost until they pulled it out in the OT uh just a remarkable weekend and it's it's unfortunate that that for the bucks it comes to a screeching halt despite the tremendous comeback all right so here's what we're going to do one final time we'll obviously recap the game with the highlights that you've come to expect with gene deckerhoff dave moore calling it on buccaneers radio you'll hear uh, my insight analysis here and there throughout it we've got some uh, amazing numbers to go over when this is all said and done, not just for the game itself, but the playoff run in the 2021 season and what ended up happening this year for these Buccaneers. Uh, you'll also hear from Bruce Arians one more time, the coach of the Bucks, uh, after this is uh, all done. And again, a finality to this that is often just uh, devastating because you, you had so much riding on being able to win this game and host the NFC title game. And then, dead bang, it is over. Uh, and it, it is that way, obviously, for everybody but one team in the postseason. And the Bucks tasted the ultimate victory, the ultimate thrill of winning the whole thing when everybody else in the postseason last year lost their final game. Again, that's the way it always works in, in championship play, in professional sports, There's one team that gets to go and celebrate at the very end, and for everybody else, it's a finality of we lost. We lost our last game. We lost in the playoffs. We came up short. I'm not making excuses. I'm saying it's the same thing that the Titans are having to deal with, the Packers are having to deal with, and the Buffalo Bills as well as the Buccaneers are having to deal with. That's it. Your season's over on the divisional weekend in a crazy last-second fashion for everybody that lost. This weekend, it was tough. All right, so we're ready to go over all of it again. Thank you for finding me on the podcast, however you did so. Word of mouth, social media, post, Buccaneers.com, Buccaneers mobile app. Uh, We thank you for finding us all year long here for the highlights, the recaps as we come your way the day after games. And let's get into it. Let's get into the third-ever meeting with the Rams franchise, the second meeting against the L.A. Rams in the postseason, one meeting with the St. Louis Rams, not a good memory, 99 NFC Championship game. So could the Buccaneers, could Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, right the wrongs of years gone by? Well, if you saw the beginnings of this game and in the first half, as as the game got completely away from the Buccaneers, at 10-0, at 13-3, at 20-3, on the verge of being 27-3 late in the first half. You're just you're sitting back going, what is it with the Rams and the Mojo over the Buccaneers in January? In the postseason, a 9-0 shutout of Doug Williams and the late Leroy Selman and the late John McKay's Buccaneers in 79. Tony Dungy and uh, Sean King and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and Mike Allstott couldn't muster a touchdown on offense. And then the defense allowed Kurt Warner to throw that magical touchdown to Ricky Prohl in the final two minutes of the game. To end up defeating the Buccaneers 11 to six, no touchdowns in either previous game, and you're looking late in the first half at the Rams being up 20 to three and almost 27 to three. Going, what's going on here? But a lot of that is credit L.A. All right, let's get back uh, into the the uh, beginnings of this game, and it began with the Buccaneers getting the uh, the opening kickoff and being able to move the ball a little bit, especially with Leonard Fournette on the ground trying to establish things.
1: And Tyler Johnson in the slot to the left side. I formation, Brady feeds the ball, and running the ball to the left is Fournette, the 35. He's out to the 41-yard line. Fournette with back-to-back first down carries. I think he's ready to play football.
0: Good to have playoff Lenny back after he had missed the final three regular season games and last week's postseason win over the Eagles. He had missed four games total with a bad hamstring, ran it well early. Then the Bucks' offense got stifled, but Fournette would become a factor later on in this game. For the Rams, they went to work on offense, and credit Matt Stafford, who has never, had never won a playoff game on the road with the Detroit Lions in two previous attempts, now trying to prove himself on the road with the L.A. Rams, including early on in the game to a guy that they just got mid-season in Odell Beckham Jr. from the Cleveland Browns off the waiver wire. Here you go. Stafford
1: pointing to his... Receivers to the left, kicks the leg and awaits the snap, and here it is on first down at 20. Looks, 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 under pressure, flushed. Goes underneath, caught ball, and a nice block to the 50, to the 45, to the 40-yard line. It's Odell Beckham, and he has got a first down, a 21-yard pickup
0: constant theme for the rams as you hear these calls here from mean gene deckerhoff and buccaneers radio is that when Stafford needed to make a big throw and a big pass play it seemed like he was always able to find beckham or able to find cooper cup who you're going to hear highlights from in a little bit so the rams got a field goal there for a three nothing lead and then uh the rams eventually got the ball back and would march again on a scoring drive of 71 yards with uh, Stafford able to complete to Cooper Cup, able to complete to Tyler Higby, the tight end. They move inside the red zone and up the lead.
1: Stafford takes the snap. Play action fake. bootleg roll. pose the ball against the green. It's caught. Touchdown, LA Rams. It's Blanton with a touchdown catch. The second tight end. And the Rams have taken a nine to nothing lead.
0: 10-0 the advantage now for the rams and you're you're looking around going okay time for tom brady and the offense to snap out of it and they were finally able to make some plays including uh brady finding rob gronkowski finding mike evans uh, you eventually get into field goal range and ryan suck up knocked it through from 45 yards out to make the game 10-3 so at this point you're fine just lock in play good defense etc uh, but the game is 10-3, long way to go. You're at home. Again, you've got the all-world quarterback and offensive weapons galore. Even with the injuries, you still have Gronk, and you have Mike Evans, and you have playoff Lenny, uh, and on and on down the list that can make plays and make catches for your team. Just play a little deep, and then that's where the Bucks came up short and dug such a big hole, including inexplicably – Uh, here after getting a sack from Vita Vea to back the Rams up. It's now 3rd and 19 as we pick up the highlights here.
1: 3rd down and long. Stafford dropping. Has time. Steps over the pocket. Throws it deep. Wide open. Cooper cup at the 30. To the 25. To the 20. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown LA Rams. 3rd down and 20. And Stafford here's a flag throw.
0: Again, I know it's a pro Buccaneer podcast, uh, but This is inexcusable. I mean, folks, you cannot let Cooper Cup, the most dangerous receiver all year long in the NFL, won the triple crown of receptions, yards, and touchdowns on the season. You can't let him get behind the defense on 3rd and 19. Busted coverage, 70-yard touchdown, potential back-breaking play there at 17-3. Long way to go in the game. It's early second quarter, but, man, you're demoralized now. You're on your heels now and the Buccaneers just not able uh, to get much really going um, later on in this second quarter with the Rams up 17-3. There was some controversy uh, here in this instance where uh, Tom Brady's able to get the completion to Mike Evans, uh, and then Brady, after the play, upset with referee Sean Hockley not calling him being roughed, being hit under the chin by Vaughn Miller. Miller didn't sack him but Miller kind of wrapped him up and bear hugged him for a second and got him up under the chin with the face mask and the helmet. Brady unhappy. Hockey Lee ends up flagging Tom Brady. It's the first time ever that TB12 has gotten a personal foul penalty in any game. Regular season or playoffs. He'd never gotten a personal foul in a game but he got one there. And Hockey Lee earlier in the game also flagging and Sue for taunting. When Sue was upset that Matthew Stafford kicked at him. Sue knocked Stafford down, shoved him down after a pass play, legal play as he was throwing the ball and and Stafford clearly kicked it Sue while he's on the ground and Hockey Lee missed it. That's a call he's supposed to make. But he ends up flagging Sue, so uh, there were personal fouls being called. He called another one on Levante David for taking his helmet off and slamming it down. Again, I I really believe that Sean Hockley injected himself too much in the first half with calls that he's making for personal fouls, at least on a couple of occasions. On the Brady ones, uh, for sure, he could have let it go. If you didn't see it and Brady's upset and showing you a bloody lip, just let it go. Take the the verbal abuse and, and move on. Uh, especially when you've already called a couple of them on the Buccaneers earlier in the game. So uh, the Bucs were rattled, clearly rattled. Uh, Ryan Suckup would end up missing a field goal later on in the first half. The game remains at 17-3. Then again, Stafford makes a couple of completions. Again, Cooper Cup able to grab one. Odell Beckham able to grab one. The defense, though, bows its back and forces the field goal so instead of 24-3 it's only 20 only 20-3 late in the first half and then the the pass rush and the pressure of the rams would start to rear its ugly head at this stage of the game
1: Gio Bernard is the running back on his left hip here's the snap Brady looking under pressure he will be sacked for the first time of the game inside the 10-yard line at the eight.
0: Again, time and again, whether it was Aaron Donald, whether it was Vaughn Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd, whoever it was getting pressure on Brady, they got him on the ground there, and then they were able to intercept Tom Brady late in the first half as well. That set a wild sequence into motion where it looked like the Rams were maybe going to deliver a knockout punch. Up 20-3 to after the interception. They move inside the red zone, inside the five-yard line. But then Cam Akers is hit on a handoff by Antoine Winfield and initially the uh, side judge rules acres down but clearly on the replay immediately you could see the ball wiggling out on the hit the good news is the replays are not only conclusive that the ball is coming out but there's an immediate recovery by the Buccaneers and Antoine Winfield why is that such a big deal because instead of being down 23 to 3 on a field goal or 27 3 on a touchdown it's going to be at the one-yard line with still time on the clock, like 30 seconds on the clock. But the end result instead is it's only, only 20-3 in this instance. So the Buccaneers got the first of what would be several takeaways. All right, I talked with head coach Bruce Arians going to the locker room. He said, hey, we got to be better uh, in the trenches, in particular on offense to give Brady more time to throw, let some routes develop Uh, with the pressure the Rams were getting. Defensively, Stafford uh, having too much time to throw, pick them apart. And the Rams will get the ball to start the second half of this playoff game, up 20-3. to Good on the Bucs that they're able to get the stop to start the second half. But then the Bucs can't do anything with the ball again. A three and out with the pressure from the Rams out of the locker room. And then once again, Matt Stafford came up huge. We got we to gotta, uh, tip the cap. You got you to gotta give him credit where it's due. He played great. Uh, for a lot of this game, and Stafford completed passes to Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. They get into scoring range again inside the one. They tried to slam it in with Cam Akers and couldn't get it. But eventually, quarterback sneak time here.
1: See if Stafford keeps it on a quarterback sneak. He's a tall kid. He'll see, he does sneak. He goes over the line up. Did he get in? He did. Touchdown, LA Rams. Matthew Stafford.
0: That touchdown again. Uh, you didn't want to say it's over with seven minutes left because you got Tom Brady seven minutes left in the third quarter. You got Tom Brady on your team, but demoralizing. You saw it—the body language of the defense coming off the field, the Rams just putting it to the defending champions at twenty-seven to three. But this is a great lesson again—not just in sports, but in life. If there's still time on the clock, significant time on the clock, and you've got great players, which the Bucks have—fantastic, Hall of Fame caliber. Uh, Players all over the place uh, on their offense. You've got time on the clock. Go make something happen. And that's what Brady and Gronkowski would begin to do. The comeback got underway, including with plays like this.
1: The snap to Brady, second down, and 13. Brady under pressure. That was deep downfield. Gronkowski at the 45-40. Outside the numbers, 30. Inside the 35 to the 23-yard line. Biggest play of the game by the Bucs, and you hear the crowd react.
0: Great catch-in run for Gronk, as Mean Gene called it there. and You could feel some of the energy coming back. Again, the Bucks could not get in the end zone. They end up settling for a field goal. I know the crowd was booing, but I know Bruce Arians is looking up at that scoreboard going, hey, we've got to have multiple scores later on, so you might as well get some points. We can't come away with nothing with this much time left. Gets the field goal, so now it's a three-touchdown game at 27-6, and all the boos would turn to cheers very quickly with the Bucks back on defense with the Rams on their own end here in this situation late third quarter finally the defense makes a play to switch the whole momentum around again
1: Moving toward that south end zone, left to right on your radio dial. Stafford takes the snap, bootleg, rolls to his left, under pressure, gets the pass away, caught by Cooper Cup. He fumbled the ball, it's scooped up on the sideline. Bucks have the football, returning to the 30, looking for a convoy with the football. Murphy Bundy, John Murphy Bundy, gives up ground his tackle to the 30. Cup fumbles, and the Bucks have the ball, and there's life.
0: Jamel Dean got the hand in there and did a fantastic job of knocking that ball out in this instance from Cooper Cup. Uh, Again, the Bucs to Johnny on the spot with Antoine Winfield to pick it up. Got a decent uh, run back with it. Again, a huge momentum swing, and you could really sense now if the Bucs get a quick touchdown, it is game on late in the third quarter. This is why you're never out of it, and that's exactly what would end up happening. Eventually, you move in, to scoring range including being able to convert here on fourth down you know lost in a in a second half of so many big plays the bucks kept their drive alive after that fumble recovery right here
1: shotgun set Gio bernard to the right hip fourth down and nine brady takes the snap looks looks throws a dart caught ball at the 15 first down bucks Scotty miller
0: Brady's bullet on fourth down to Scotty Miller being pressed into significant duty because of all of the injuries. Uh, late in the year, here to, to Chris Godwin with the ACL, Brashad Perriman not under, able to play, uh, Cyril Grayson not able to play as a speedster, uh, Tyler Johnson also ailing with a uh, rib injury as he suffered that. Shortly after the catch there by Scotty Miller, he would suffer a rib injury on a catch-and-run down inside the five. Eventually, the Buccaneers, though, would cash it in late third quarter.
1: By Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. Leonard Ford, that checks in now. First down goal from the one. Hand off to playoff. And he's got a Tampa Bay Buccaneer touchdown. Fire the cannons for the first time. Fire him, fire him, fire him.
0: Playoff Lenny back and playoff Lenny back in the end zone. Once again, a postseason touchdown for him that is seven consecutive games, not just the four for four last year, including the Super Bowl, but previously with the Jaguars, two straight games in their postseason run back a few years ago with touchdowns. That's seven straight trailing only Emmett Smith And Thurman Thomas, Emmitt Smith with eight straight postseason games with a touchdown. Thurman Thomas, the all-time NFL postseason record, nine straight games with a touchdown of some kind. And the Bucs, again, you you look up and the whole fourth quarter to go. It's 27-13. You get right back in the game. But the Rams' defense, uh, this was a theme. The Rams' defense would come up with plays and just keep the Bucs at arm's length for long enough in this game, including Vaughn Miller right here.
1: Play action fake Brady looking under pressure. He's sacked and fumbled the ball. He sacked from behind and fumbled the ball. It belongs to the Rams. My goodness, the first snap of the first possession of the fourth quarter and the Bucs cough it up. Ruling on the field as the ball was fumbled and recovered by Los Angeles.
0: First down. Yep, the fumble recovery. The sack, fumble, and the recovery for Miller, a guy they got from the Denver Broncos late in the year. They traded a couple of picks. For Von Miller, again, Von Miller can be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. The Rams did not agree to a contract extension with him because of the salary cap. So Von Miller coming up large after coming over from Denver in this game. But that turnover would immediately be reversed by the Rams' miscue on a bad snap and give the Bucks the momentum right back here.
1: And Aker sprints wide to the right as we see, oh, the pass, the snap is over the head of Stafford, running for the football, Bucks come up with the ball, we've got it at the 47-yard line, how about that, Jason Pierre-Paul,
2: Jason Pierre-Paul got the fumble recovery, and it was a high snap, Gene, a shotgun snap,
1: went right over the head of Stafford. We're on the field, because the ball was recovered by Tampa, first down
0: the snap right past Matthew Stafford while he's not looking and about a 30-yard play down the field sees Jason Pierre-Paul eventually end up with that ball as Mean Gene was calling it there Shaq Barrett had a shot at it but JPP got on it gutting it out late in this year with the partially torn rotator cuff in the left shoulder he gamed all the way in there and the Bucs continued to fight battle create turnovers and uh, there they're able to get the turnover. Now you didn't get any points, you lost the ball again on fourth down on a uh, on a on uh, an incomplete pass as it turns out. So the Bucks have to give the ball right back to the Rams. The Rams go to the other end, they miss a field goal from Matt Gay. We would learn after this game that Matt Gay had actually tweaked his groin a little bit in the pregame warm-up for this one on a cold day. So he didn't get the long field goal there from 47 yards out. And now the Bucks once again have momentum. Again, they would lose the ball on downs. This was the situation with the controversy trying to get the ball to Mike Evans. Down 27-13. It's a fourth down play. Brady throwing long for Mike Evans on the sideline. Jalen Ramsey covering him. The ball's incomplete. The Rams' safety comes over and pops. Uh, Eric Weddle pops mike evans after the play and folks sean hockley the referee communicated with new york and the command center and it is the right call that if the ball hits the ground and is incomplete the play is over so anything after that is after the play it does not affect the play for a first down so as much as the bucks were upset evans is upset musarians wants an explanation that was the correct call Again, if the ball is still up in the air and that hit happens, that's in the context of the play. If it hasn't hit the ground, the whistle hasn't blown, that's in the context of the play. It's an automatic first down. Because it's after the play, it's after fourth down, it only causes the Rams to back up 15 yards. Well, the Rams end up having to punt the ball. The Buccaneers get the ball back. And again, uh, the Bucs had to spend some timeouts to get the ball back. And that's when the craziness would happen with the final five minutes or so of this game and it started right here with a bomb to Mike Evans
1: Brady gets him hurriedly up to the line of scrimmage out of the shotgun two receivers to his right dropping Brady looking Brady throws the ball downfield he's got Evans toward the end zone Evans makes the catch touchdown Tampa Bay what a great throw by Brady 320 left Jalen Ramsey beaten on that throw and the Bucks make it 27 to 19
0: 55 yards up top to Mike Evans. That play right in front of me on Buccaneers Radio with Mean Gene calling it as he toasted Jalen Ramsey, who ran his mouth a bunch leading up to this game about what the Rams were going to do here and there. And Of course, they were winning the game. They were winning the game big. But Jalen Ramsey got cooked on that bomb by Evans, who did a fantastic job of just racing by him and then not giving away. Here comes the ball by looking back or putting his arms up too early. He did so at just the perfect time with the ball coming down. Ramsey beaten and an immediate quick strike catch seemed to really put the Rams back on their heels. And if that alone didn't have them on their heels, this next defensive play would
1: on the 23-yard line of the snap. They'll feed Akers again. He's gonna hit the hole. He is fumbled. fumbled. the football. Fumbled the football. It's fumbled. It's recovered by the box. Tampa Bay's got the football at the 30-yard line with 2.25 to go. Throw the boat, Bucs. Throw the boat in the end zone.
0: Well, you heard Dave Moore yell it out. Fumble, yes. Recovered by Levante David, the strip by Endomic and Sue. Let us not forget, Sue actually played a season in Los Angeles back four years ago on a one-year free agent deal, uh, and so against his former team, he's able to strip that ball out from Cam Akers. Levante David gets on it, and now the place was electric. The place going crazy at Raymond James Stadium with the battle flags, etc., And eventually the Bucs would get into scoring range again. It looked like they had gotten a first down over the middle on a pass to Cameron Braid. Instead, the refs with under a minute to go say, no, no, it's fourth and inches. Then they review it, and then they move the football a little closer. It looked like Cameron Braid had gotten a first down, even on the replay review. I don't know what the New York Command Center needed to show that Cameron Brait wasn't at the eight-yard line where the sticks were. I was right there on that line at the eight. The replays I saw, two of them. He's leaning at the eight-yard line with the ball. But instead, they call him short, yet yet uh, Sean Hockley, the referee, moved the ball forward about a foot or two from where it was. And that set up fourth down here and another huge play for playoff length.
1: Buccaneers got Tom Brady. He is exceptional and the ramp, put Donald right on his toe. Feed the ball to Fournette, tries to run. He's got a first down. 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, to MMA. Touchdown, Buccaneers. Buccaneers, a point away from the tie. Fire the cannon. Fire
0: him. Leonard Fournette's second touchdown of the game. A cash is in on a fourth down, and Ryan Suckup's extra point, amazingly, in the second half, brings the Bucks back from 24 points down, the largest comeback in playoff history. The Bucks trailed the Washington, Red, then Redskins, not the Washington football team, by 13 points in the second half of the divisional round game in 1999 and came back to win that game 14-13. Now, after trailing by 24, they got the game tied at 27. Playoff Lenny, by the way, with another touchdown and now also surpassing Mike Allstott for the most, most yards for, from a scrimmage in Buccaneer playoff history as well in this game. And the game 27-all. And you're thinking here, can the Bucs just get this into overtime and get the ball And Brady we trust. Get the ball to Tom Brady and you're going to win the game and host the NFC Championship game. That's what I'm thinking on the sideline with all the momentum. And then you get a sack right away on Stafford and the Rams very interestingly with about 40 seconds left decide, hey, we're going to take a timeout. We're not going to let... The play clock and the game clock run down and play for overtime. And, man, did that turn out to be the right decision. As Matthew Stafford again deserves credit, he hung in the pocket. He found Cooper Cup, who got open when Sean Murphy Bunting fell down on the crossing route. And then, inexcusably, Cooper Cup gets behind the defense on the long throw of 44 yards down inside the Buccaneer 20-yard line. Again, the Bucks are going to kick themselves seeing that game tape and have all offseason to think about how in the world did Cooper Cup get that wide open on the bomb. And then give the Rams credit because they didn't have a timeout. They got up off the ground, offensive lineman, et cetera, and ran down the field with the clock going 14, 13, 12, 11. Got down inside the 20 and got the clock stopped with four seconds left. Incredible. A job by them to get into field goal range. And then Matt Gay stepped out and won the game right here
1: a 30-yard field goal attempt here's the spot the kick is airborne it is good and that will win the game for the los angeles rams 30 to 27 and the rams will play for the nfc championship on their home this is the field end of the football game at sofi stadium
0: on to the NFC title game for the LA Rams. As for the third time in their history, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Third time in the franchise. Twice as the LA Rams. Once as the St. Louis Rams. Heartbreaker. After a 24-point comeback, the Rams win. 30 to 27. And what is what a strange, crazy, wild, dramatic game that ends, again, with the Bucks having their heart broken by Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams. Sean McVay deserves a lot of credit. Raheem Morris's defense made enough plays, although they gave up a bunch of yards and a bunch of points in the second half of the game. They made enough plays to get it done. And the Rams stay alive and will now host the NFC title game with the San Francisco 49ers for a spot in Super Bowl 56 right in the same stadium. SoFi Stadium is where they'll play the NFC title game. SoFi Stadium is where the Super Bowl will be played two weeks later. My goodness, what a night. What a battle. It's won by the Rams. And when it was done, we spoke with the head coach, Bruce Arians, one final time about his team fighting back, but coming up short in the divisional round of the playoffs. Man, uh, so many emotions, such a great comeback, and then the Rams end up winning the game. What are your thoughts immediately after this one is over?
2: Yeah, The finality of the NFL sucks, and uh, we had our heart set on getting into overtime with all that momentum, and uh, we slip and give them one pass, and then don't get, don't get everybody on the same page for the, for the big play. And um, it's a shame because our guys, man, they fought their tails off to get back defense, creating turnovers, offense, turning them into touchdowns, uh, overcoming some special teams problems. And, uh, but uh, really, really proud of this team.
0: Let's talk about the comeback and how it happened. Uh, huge play, obviously, is the bomb to Mike Evans on the one-on-one with Jalen Ramsey. Just describe that play and what happened and what Mike did.
2: Yeah, we had, we had actually a deep sideline route, and, and Mike knew he had him and uh, ran right by him, and Tom put a perfect ball on him. He finished it and uh, and got us in a situation to to tie that thing up.
0: So then you're down by seven, and Indomican Sue ends up sticking a hand in there and getting the ball out. Levante David falls on it enormous momentum swing obviously at that moment energizing everything, right?
2: Yeah, and you know you gotta go back right before the half. Anton Winfield stripping that ball on the two yard line gave us those opportunities. The defense created those turnovers and, and our offense capitalized. We had a couple times when we didn't make it on fourth down and obviously those points hurt us.
0: The fourth down you did make it on is the Leonard Fournette touchdown. He had one earlier in the game, he got a second one. Just again, from what you remember on that play, it ends up getting the game tied.
2: Yeah, they, they thought it was a quarterback snake. They blitzed everybody inside, and one on, Lenny had one-on-one on one with the corner, and we'll take that match up every time.
0: Again, it's a chess match at the end of the game. When you got the sack and they're taking time out, anything can happen there in that situation. What, what if anything, is being said uh, as the Rams are trying to figure out, are they just going to play for overtime or not?
2: No, we, we knew they'd keep going and uh, and try to work the sidelines, and we slipped and fell and, and hit, a, hit a route, and then uh, – we're not communicating on, on the last play and give them that big one.
0: Again, it is tough whenever you lose in this kind of situation in the playoffs. What, if anything, do you want to share with us about what you said to the team about this season where there were a lot of positives?
2: Oh, I'm super proud of this football team. I mean, what they went through uh, injury-wise and everything else, this is a great football team. It's be one of the ones I'm most proud of, uh, the comeback, the fight in these guys. And Everybody has stepped up, and I uh, can't say enough about the fans, man. They uh, they were fantastic in the fourth quarter, and hopefully we'll give them something more to share about next year.
0: Yeah, that's as electric maybe as it's ever been in Raymond James Stadium in a playoff situation. There's going to be a lot of speculation and conjecture about your status, about whether Tom Brady comes back. What, if anything, do you want to say immediately after this one is over with?
2: Well, I'll be back. I don't know about Tom, so we'll have those conversations later, but I'll be back.
0: All right, coach. Thank you. I know I wish it was a better circumstance that it's that's over here in this situation, but a great year nonetheless comes to an end in heartbreak fashion here at the very end. Thank you. All season long, coach. Well, and you hear the head coach there in those comments emphatically say, hey, I'm going to be back. I hope Tom Brady is back as well. You'll hear Tom answering questions from the media about that in just a few moments here on the podcast. Uh, What more can you say about the heart of the team to fight back? Injured, banged up, missing Tristan Wirfs on the offensive line, uh, missing Chris Godwin, obviously badly in the receiving core, uh, down to really only a couple of healthy wide receivers. Yes, John Brown could be out there a little bit, uh, who just came to this team a couple of weeks ago off the street, basically. It played previously in Arizona and a couple of other places, but... Uh, They were basically trying to play with two receivers, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, and using Cam Brate some as a a lineup wide receiver as a tight end. The Bucs very injured, but very valiant in this game. The Rams were just better. They made a couple of more plays. Cooper Cup, amazing. That guy should have gotten some votes for MVP award as great a season as he had, and he was money in the playoffs once again from the Rams. All right. uh, As our Hooters postgame show continued on Buccaneers Radio, I spoke with Jamel Dean from the Bucs secondary about the wild game. Of course, he had the strip fumble of Cooper Cup. We talked about that and much more. 30-27, 30-27, it has ended. The Rams have won in the divisional round. Jamel Dean, gracious to stand here and wait for us for a couple of questions after this is over. Let's talk about the positive. How did this team get back in the game when it's 27-3 and maybe a lot of people believe it's over, it was not over. How did you guys reverse it and get back in the game?
3: I mean, going, to, going into halftime, we we're we really saying the game is not over until it's over. So we just got to keep fighting. Like we, we kept believing in each other. And then we made the comeback because we decided to start playing. Well,
0: and you were able to get a couple of turnovers. You got your hand in there on one on Cooper Cup in the late third quarter. Describe that play to knock that ball loose and really start the momentum. Um, so
3: once the ball was thrown to him, I broke up on it. And then he gave me a steal for him. But I, got, I felt my hand on the ball, so I just ripped down at it. You see, hopefully it'll come, come out and it came out.
0: It did uh, this team gets in the end zone with a bomb to Mike Evans and then the D makes an enormous play with about three and a half minutes left where Indama Si swats the ball out and Levante David falls on it to set up a golden opportunity to tie the game just pick up on that on that huge momentum swing by the defense late in the game.
3: I mean it just we, we cannot not make a play because we we wasn't we didn't want to lay down like we really wanted to win.
0: When Leonard Fournette got in the end zone, at that point it's now 27-all, and there's a great debate going on everywhere. Are they going to try to go get a field goal? Are they going to play for overtime? What, if anything, was being said by you guys as you went back out on the field there in a tie game with less than a minute left?
3: Well, my well, mind, my, my, we're just going to keep playing into the clock right now, just keep them out of field goal range. So that was the ideal plan, but –
0: And obviously they end up making a couple of huge plays. I'm not asking you to blame anybody or point fingers. Do you just have to credit Cooper Cup and credit them for getting the clock stopped?
3: Yeah, I give credit when it's due. He made two great catches. And
0: just one more time, I said this with the head coach, this is a 13 win regular season to get the second seed. You won a playoff game last year. I know this was a Super Bowl defense this year, but still there are a lot of things to be happy about and take away from this year. I know it's tough in this moment, but overall, there are a lot of positives from this year, right?
3: Yeah, it shows that it shows that even even through adversity, we're able to overcome a lot of things. So having the, thir- having the first 13, 13 win season, you know, that's that's a big ups for us And in, certainly, this
0: franchise. And pardon me, certainly the comeback today uh, will be talked about a lot. I know the Rams won the game, but to come back from 24 down to get it tied. Jamel, thank you. Most gracious to stand here after a playoff game. We wish you success in the offseason. We look forward to many, many more big plays and many more years with you. Thank you for stopping here on Buccaneers Radio, all right? Appreciate you having me. 30 27. The Rams have ended the Buccaneers' 2021 season in the 2022 playoffs, and the bid to repeat goes by the wayside as LA wins by a field goal with no time left. The third consecutive divisional round playoff game this weekend that ends with no time left with the road team kicking the winning field goal. How crazy are the odds on that? It is berserk on the numbers, on the analytics. To have Cincinnati, San Francisco, and the L.A. Rams all win on a field goal on the road with no time left in the same weekend, only to be trumped by the Chiefs kicking a field goal with no time left to force an overtime for them at home with the Buffalo Bills in a wild and crazy final five minutes of that game, and then the Chiefs somehow win in overtime. Houdini, a win there. Four incredible games on the divisional weekend. But the one that we care the most about, the Buccaneers, go down to defeat at the hands of the L.A. Rams. Tom Brady, 44 years young, amazing 5,000-plus-yard season, 43-touchdown regular season, puts a bunch of more touchdowns up on the board in the postseason with the Eagle game and the Rams game. Here was Tom Brady with the media on all subjects, the comeback that just fell short, his future, and more.
4: Yeah, we're down a bunch, and uh, a lot of guys made a bunch of different plays to get us back into it. And, uh, you know, they just made one more than us. So kind of back and forth, we got off to a slow start, which we certainly didn't want to do against a good football team like that who plays well from ahead. And uh, they made us pretty one dimensional. But, um, you know, always tough losing at the end of the year. So, you know, obviously we showed a lot of fight, but at the end of the day, you lose a game and you lose a game.
2: They get to the point. In that fourth quarter, where you thought you said so we're not losing this game, you were in the process of coming back, but it, the building began to come alive. The yeah. team was alive. You know, has that feeling
4: to it? Did you think that? Well, we made it after I hit Mike on the deep one. Um, that was a pretty good feeling, Then we, you know, we're right in at that point, And then we got, you know, a great turnover and gave us great field position. And then, you know, had the the play there. You know, before the Leonard touchdown, we were kind of figuring out what down it was. At first they said it was a first down and all of a sudden it wasn't a first down mid-snap so you know made the play and then they made a couple of plays after that. It's a very real thing that that some of those guys won't be back with you. How hard is it for you when that happens? I know you've been through it so many years but yeah it's just doesn't make it easier. Uh, it's just always the reality of football you know it's, it's one team one year and then it's never the same after that and you, you know you got to work hard to put yourself in a position to be successful and Certainly worked hard, and uh, you know, every team at this point does, and every team is really qualified when you get to the, to the final eight, then the final four, then the final two, and it doesn't feel good to lose any one of those games, and I've lost uh, each of those stages, so at the end, there's only one team that's going to be happy, and, uh, it feels good to move on when you move on, and obviously when you don't, uh, you know, whether it was last week, or this week, or next week, or the week after, or two weeks after that, if you're the loser in that game at all. Uh, it all sucks to lose in the end. Hey,
3: Tom, how do you process going forward? I know a lot of people are wondering how you would contemplate whether you'll come back
4: or not. I haven't put a lot of thought into it, so you know, we'll just take it day by day and see kind of see where we're at. Did
3: you at least take a moment
2: as you came off the field or, or at any time today to, to think about that, to think that this this might be the last time I'm
4: out here? No, I was thinking about winning. That's kind of my mentality always to go out there and try to win, give my team the best chance to win.
2: What's the uh, biggest factor for you, Tom? What would be the biggest factor for you in making that
4: decision going forward? I'm tr- truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game and not thinking about anything past five minutes from now.
3: Hey, Tom, uh, what about the exchange with the referee that you got the, the penalty for?
4: Um, can you tell I us? don't know. He'd probably have to I'd get fined if I said something. Tom, do so.
0: you have the uh, Super Bowl flash of uh, the Atlanta game flashing in your mind at all?
4: the comeback? It was a great comeback Um, obviously we we it took a lot you know guys made a lot of great uh a lot of great plays to get us back into it and you know you don't have a lot of margin for error at that point and then defense kept coming up big and you know sometimes we made it and sometimes we didn't we had guys going down Tyler went down Jalen went down we're down to Cam playing the slot receiver there was you know not a ton of healthy bodies but we found a way to get the ball in the end zone there at the end against you know really good defense and then you know It's tough to lose a game that comes down to the end like that, but it's just the reality of pro football, you know.
0: For my money, I believe Tom Brady will be back. I I believe he's healthy. I believe he still wants to win another title. I believe he thinks he can get there with his talented roster, which most of it will be back. Let's wait and see what he decides to do. I'll be the first one to tell you I thought, incorrectly, he would never play for anybody other than the New England Patriots. Little did I know, as he's explained, that being grinded on and grinded on in New England and having a crappy roster every year and having to give up salary money to try to help a crappy roster be a better roster just grinded on him and grinded on him, and he wanted to be somewhere else. So I was wrong about that. Brady wanted to play on. I do not believe I am wrong here. I believe he's got unfinished business to come back one more time, maybe talk uh, Rob Gronkowski into coming back, get Chris Godwin healthy with Mike Evans, and have this football team try to run it back one more time to win a Super Bowl just like it did in 2020. I believe we have not seen the end of Tom Brady. Yes, he was being hit some in these playoff games, but he ends the year reasonably healthy. Can he play another year in 2022 physically? Yes. From what I saw, look at the bomb to Mike Evans. Look at the zip on the throws again Sunday. And even in the face of pass rush and being hit, he still put another 300 yards up on the board. Brady, just a remarkable year. Statistically, the Bucs win 13 games for the first time ever in a regular season. Got one playoff win, come back from 24 down. Of course, it was shades of of being down 28-3 in the Super Bowl against the Falcons and getting that game into overtime and winning the Super Bowl with the Patriots in overtime with a touchdown. It looked like we might have that for the Buccaneers, but alas, the Rams were a couple of plays better on their final possession. And credit Sean McVay again for going for the jugular and trying to win the game at the end of regulation and not playing for overtime, especially on the road. Give him credit for that. It worked out for them, and we'll see what Tom Brady's decision is. Again, Bruce Arians emphatic, as you heard earlier in the podcast. He says he will be back. Will Todd Bowles be back as the defensive coordinator? Might he get a head coaching job with all of his interviews? Will Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, get a head coaching job? Let's see what happens with the coaching staff, with the players being brought back. That all remains to be seen. And Buccaneer fans, I know it stinks. It's, it's uh, very early now, early in the week, as you're hearing the podcast early in the week, uh, after the loss here to the Rams, whether it's on Monday or Tuesday. It stinks. Gut punch to have lost like this at home. It's again a finality that everybody suffers except the Super Bowl champion. You lose one way or another, either decisively or in heartbreaking fashion in the playoffs every year in the NFL. The Bucs did not experience it in 2020, in the 2021 playoffs, because you won the whole thing. But you experience it right here with a playoff loss at home. You just, again, you had it all set up to host the NFC title game for the second time in franchise history and you played poorly enough in the first half to dig too big of a hole. Man, oh man, if that comeback in the second half would have happened instead of being down 27-3, to instead of only being down like 20-10, to and that comeback happens and you're winning 27-20 late in the game, let's say, where the Rams have to have a touchdown at the end. Now, you can make the argument that they threw that bomb to Cooper Cup there uh, and, and maybe would have scored a touchdown anyway, even without the timeout. Who knows? What ifs, ifs and buts. But the Rams deserve credit. They had the big enough lead. They hung on. They made the plays at the end. And it ends for the Buccaneers on the second Sunday of the playoff weekend in the divisional round at 30-27. to What will happen in this offseason? We'll wait to see. Keep it locked in to Buccaneers.com and all of the offseason coverage of what will transpire with the coaching staff. And whether or not guys are leaving, Coach B.A., is he back for sure? He says he's going to be back. Tom Brady, is he back for sure? What will happen with Rob Gronkowski, who looked like the Gronkowski of five years ago at the end of this season? Will he be back for another year? Uh, We'll wait and see on all of this. How many of the players can you bring back? Probably not all of them for salary cap reasons for this 20. 22 upcoming season all of that to sort out for jason light and his front office but they did an amazing job obviously of stocking this team full of talent and, and constantly reloading with players off the waiver wire off the practice squad to help this team down the stretch still i will say a, a great season to to finish with 13 wins make the playoffs win a playoff game I know it stinks to have lost this one at home, but we don't know as we're talking right now, the LA Rams playing the NFC title game at home, the LA Rams potentially playing the Super Bowl at home may end up winning the whole thing. You may say when it's all said and done, you lost to the Super Bowl champions. I mean, good luck to Patrick Mahomes in the title game playing against Cincinnati trying to get back to the Super Bowl, but good luck trying to beat the Rams in LA, whether you're San Francisco for the NFC title game or whether it will be the Chiefs more than likely, or the Bengals trying to beat the Rams in that stadium. If it is the Rams coming up, we don't. We do know this. It is done for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, here on uh, the divisional round of the playoffs on Sunday, January twenty-third. It ends thirty to twenty-seven with the Rams winning. So we're done on nothing but Bucks for another season. My thanks again to Jason Behringer helping me all year long with highlights, post-game interviews, uh, etc. All the folks with iHeartRadio, Radio uh, with ninety-eight Rock with the sister station, uh, 95.3 WDAE, helping out with all of our coverage on the Buccaneers and the highlights and the interviews, et cetera. My thanks to Jason. Jeff Ryan, again, is our director of broadcasting. Great job this year for Gene Deckerhoff and for Dave Moore calling all the action. We hope you enjoyed it throughout the year on Buccaneers Radio, and we look forward to being back in 2022 with Tom Brady. Let's hope being back and a chance to get back in the winner's circle and, and get back into the postseason, and you never know what can happen with a chance to win it again. Now we see what will happen with the Rams and the 49ers at the time we're saying goodbye on this podcast. Can the Rams play a home Super Bowl just like the Bucks did this past February a year ago in 2021? Will the Rams duplicate it in February of 2022? What will happen in the AFC title game? Is it the Chiefs yet again for the third straight year in the Super Bowl? Or will Cincinnati get back to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 80s? We will find out that in the coming weeks here, the coming couple of weeks on what happens in the championship games and in the Super Bowl. We just know the Bucks season is done for now. That'll do it uh, here for the divisional recap round of Nothing But Bucks. Again, thank you for being with me. Again, keep it locked in on Buccaneers.com and the mobile app. You can subscribe to this podcast through the mobile app, through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. It will come automatically to you next year when we start talking Buccaneers and the recaps. For now we're good. The season is done. And uh, again, it was a lot of fun to be talking about it and recapping it right here on Nothing But Bucks. Bye.